1: 77 W.A.B.C.
3: And good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 W.A.B.C. I really want to thank Andrew Giuliani, Governor David Patterson. They joined me live for the uh, last two hours. Our special live election coverage here on Talk Radio 77 W. A. B. C. And folks, Rita Cosby will be back tomorrow. We were just on the air because of the election. So there are a number of issues that I want to get to this morning. And we are taking your telephone calls. 800-848-W. A. B. C. Download the 77 W. A. B. C. app. And coming up at 45 minutes past the hour, the Chronicles of Dominic Carter, we have a lot to get to. So the election results, we'll deal with that. But also, I'm going to switch gears because one of the topics that I found quite interesting tonight is that the widow of a slain police official is blasting black lives matter as a terrorist organization and also blasting the vice president of the united states kamala harris for bailing out or put raising money to bail out those that were arrested in black lives matter protest we are taking your calls 800 848 wabc 800 848 Nine two two two. So, the big story by a two to one margin, Congressman Jerry Nadler is victorious in meeting, defeating, excuse me, Congresswoman Carolyn Maloney. And here is what Nadler had to say in part during his victory speech:
4: "This district does not belong to me, or to my opponents, for that matter." belongs only to the voters of this district. The New Yorkers who get up every day and busy themselves with building a better, fairer city. Those New Yorkers get to choose who best represents the people and values of this city. And you know what? I think the voters made themselves
3: clear tonight. And so redistricting pitted longtime member of Congress Carolyn Maloney against longtime member of Congress, Jerry Natler, Jerry Natler against each other. And that race is over. And the other big race uh, that a lot of people were paying attention to in the 10th congressional district, it appears that Dan Goldman, the former federal prosecutor uh, in a crowded field, it looks like he has won. He is up by about 1,300 votes. And um, we'll, we'll see how that one plays out. Uh, many or most of the uh, the incumbents won. Uh, for example, uh, even though he was running in a newly redrawn district, the 17th district that includes Westchester County and the Hudson Valley, Sean Patrick Maloney won. He was backed by uh, Speaker Pelosi and former President uh Clinton and he was facing a primary challenge from state senator Alessandria Biagi, a left-leaning lawmaker uh who defeated a powerful incumbent in 2018 and and also had the support of uh, AOC Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and so uh, uh, an exciting election night And we are going to start with the telephone calls. We're going to talk election for a couple of minutes. And then we're going to switch to the topic of Black Lives Matter. The widow of a police officer is calling Black Lives Matter a terrorist organization. So let's start with John in Queens. Good morning, John. You are on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hey, good morning. I, I just wanted
5: to talk about the uh the, the, the elections. I mean the fact that Democrats always win in New York, right? Everyone's very hot about bail reform. I just have a question for you about about that type of thing. That that really drives elections nowadays. How, what do you think? Is that fair that if George Soros commits a crime, he could just pay his way out of it and and go scot free? But if a nice Republican from New York City like me commits a crime, right? I'm stuck in jail because I don't have any money. Is that fair to me? I, I kind of hear bail reform. I'm I, I'm not gonna lie to you. I kind of
3: hear it. Well, so so you said if George Soros commits a crime. Right. You uh, just pay bail and skip. Me, I'm
5: some poor guy. I can't do anything. Whatever, right? So so it's not really fair. I, I actually agree with the progressives about bail reform. I'm a Republican voter. I, I, vote, I vote Republican hardcore. But I agree with the progressives about bail reform. And and, and, I, and I have to say, I agree with them being elected in New York City, therefore.
3: So, all right. So you agree with progressives on bail reform. Is he so Soros
5: could pay his way out but some poor guy like me he can languishing away in jail
3: okay so so john wait let so let's let's flip that so does he that so 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 does that mean that um that folks that are committing crime should be allowed to continue doing so with a revolving door policy
5: no no God. God forbid god forbid no way no revolving door i'm just saying that i hear the point of bail reform what will you do is it fear that soros can pay his way out of it but i can't
3: is that fair no it, it, it's it's not fair um but, so then but, that's, but that's
5: the basic point of bail reform sir
3: well no i i don't i don't agree with you john but 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 i hear you i i heard you out as far as your comment i thank you i thank you for the call Dominic Carter here with you, Talk Radio seventy seven WABC. Let's go to Roger. Roger in Massachusetts. Good morning, Roger. What's on your mind? Yeah, thanks. Ever since um,
4: uh, the the uh, it, it was on the news about uh uh the uh, uh Maloney uh, with when she was asked if she if um, she thought that. Uh, Joe Biden would be running in 2024. Um, it seems to me, first of all, it's, it, the question had nothing to do whether or not she supported him, and um, her answers probably was no different from many, many, many other Democrat politicians, just, just simply on the, on, the, on, the, on the account of his age and his health. So I think, you know, that whatever the powers that be, they made a great big deal out of that uh, and um uh, just like uh, as if it were a campaign ad for the progressive democrats in other words i couldn't i couldn't understand from the day she said it uh, why it was such a big deal that her opinion was oh yeah you no know, he probably won't well, run well roger you know and most democrats
3: you know what i mean well, you you know why it's a big deal. And the reason why it's a big deal is because, uh, you know, Democrats feel that you're supposed to stay in line and back Biden and say nice things about Biden no matter what. And what happened to Carolyn Maloney with that incident, It, it we can use it as a learning experience. What happened with her? Is that she was honest and answered the question. So, what does that tell you, Roger?
4: A lot of bad things it tells me that we that uh, we what's superficial is all that matters. Uh, g- give me the Hallmark Channel life. Uh, superficial is all that matters to me. That's, mm-hmm. what that, that's another word to us as a nation, right? Well, what it, what give it, us it, our abortion, make us feel good. That's all we care about
3: is feeling good. What it also says, what it also says, unfortunately, it's an indication, it's proof of why politicians don't tell the truth and why they're so guarded. It's a clear example of the congresswoman, if you will, let her hair down and 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 said exactly how she felt i mean but it, it it's not it's not surprising we we all feel that biden it's impossible uh for him to run yeah. for for reelection but but i thank you for the call roger it is thank, something thank you. thank you it is something that she paid dearly for dearly and so <clears throat> the other story that i'm um following this morning we have the local elections And um, I I see all your calls from Brooklyn to Maine to New City to Orange County to Manhattan. We will get to the calls. But in a scathing op-ed, the wife of a slain African-American St. Louis police captain is accusing Black Lives Matter, the movement, and other progressive activists, and going after Vice President Kamala Harris Accusing the whole bunch of dividing America, blasting them as super villains. And she says, in an op ed, referring to her husband, she says that the anti law enforcement sentiment is what caused the death of her husband, Captain David Dawn. She says, ultimately, David was murdered because the people who are supposed to protect our streets, active duty police officers, were ordered not to do their jobs. It is clear that the anti-law enforcement sentiment that has been fueled in this country by Democrats and left-wing activist rhetoric has gone too far here is what she has to say
2: i'm working with an organization called concerned communities of america and we are calling out the woke corporations that are blindly funding uh, black lives matter and uh, it's a group of black clergy and businessmen who've put this together and they're demeaning and demoralizing and defunding police officers across the country and they're calling for it and until A family has lived through what I have and my family's lived through. They're just not going to understand. So we need to get these woke corporations to realize that, you know, what they're doing is is hurting our country across the nation.
3: And that's what the uh, widow has to say. And she's right. She's right. Why would corporate America give anything to Black Lives Matter? Anything, if you if you stop for a second and just read about some of the things that they stand for, no one in their right mind can support what they are doing. Let's go to Jeff in Orange County. Good morning, Jeff. You're on Talk Radio seventy-seven WABC.
4: Dominic, I love your show. I thank have you. Have to comment about the gentleman who called about the. George Soros situation, he, in a backward way, exactly told the story. He is fearful of going to jail. He is fearful of having to pay bail. That's the whole point. It's a deterrent. People are forgetting. The reason you go to jail is because you committed a crime. The reason you pay bail is because you committed a crime. If he's
3: afraid of it, don't commit the crime. Well, well,
1: well, wait, 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 wait,
3: Jeff, just one correction. You said the reason right. why you go to crime is because you you go to jail is because you committed the crime. No, it, well, you're, you're you're accused. A big big right. difference. Accused right. of committing a crime. Right. But in, in in reality,
4: you know, I mean, most people that commit the crimes are going to jail because they're being accused of committing a crime. You know, if, if it acts as a deterrent, he 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 made the point. He's afraid of going to jail, so he's he's proving the point. It's working. He's not going to commit a
3: crime. Well, Jeff, I, I, I appreciate your call and uh thank you for I, I hear you on the deterrent uh element. I I hear you. And there's something to be said for that. You know. I you know, I'm trying to figure out the best way to articulate what I'm trying to say. But in the meantime, Let's go to um, to George in Pennsylvania. Good morning, George. You are on Talk Radio seventy-seven WABC.
2: Hi, how are you?
3: I'm good. Go right ahead, please.
2: Yeah, I'm doing great. I'm a long listener of you, actually, and I've I've I voted Democrat all my life, and and I always listen to you. You know, I'm a little nervous the first time on the radio.
3: Don't don't be nervous. It's a conversation between you and I.
2: Yeah. But uh even though you're the
5: only Republican that I listen to and I must say I really don't
2: like what they're doing our president. You know, it starts with with the man falls off a bike and and people just call him out for that, you know?
3: It, but, it, well, okay, but wait, George, let me ask you a question. We we live in a world of optics, whether we like it or not. And yes. and do you really think it's wise i mean the the President could do whatever he wants to do, but do you think it's wise that a man of his age, given the microscope that he's under, would be on a bike? Do you think that's wise no, but it's it, but do you think it's wise to call somebody out for falling on his butt off a bike but what okay, let me try it another way, George. What I'm trying to explain to you. Is any president of the United States that falls off his bike that that that's a headline story. Period. It's the no matter no matter which president it is, it's a story. And the older the president is, it it plays right into the narrative with Mister Biden. But please continue.
6: Yeah, yeah,
5: I I, I agree with you. I, okay. Thank you.
3: Okay, well, George, don't don't be so nervous the next time. It's only radio. It's you and it's you and I uh, chatting. Dominic Carter here with you folks on Talk Radio seventy seven WABC. Let's go to Anthony in New City in Rockland County. Good morning, Anthony. What's on your mind? Good
7: morning, Dominic. I was calling tonight to congratulate Michael Lawler, who won the House Seventeen district. A Republican primary on the actually the Republican ticket and conservative line.
3: Okay, and and who who's the uh, Democrat running in that race?
7: Oh, that's uh, Sean Patrick Maloney.
3: Okay, so so you do realize that the Republican has his work cut out for him. Not to say that he can't win, but but it's going to be tough. You do understand that.
7: It will definitely be a tough race. Uh, I don't know if I don't know if he will actually be able to beat Sean Patrick Maloney in that district. Unfortunately,
3: right, right. Well, Anthony, I I appreciate your call and thank you for uh, reaching out to us here at seventy seven WABC. Let's go from New City to Brooklyn and Maria. Good morning, Maria. What's on your mind?
8: Hi, Dominic. I'm glad you told us the story about that wife of the slain officer in Missouri, because every night I put on the news and I see a crime being committed, usually to an elderly, a lot of uh, minority on minorities. So, as you know, how about we put uh, some kind of slogan that says black lives do matter when I see a criminal African-American hurting another, a youth African-American? Does that black Lives do matter? Do we get to tell the criminals that message? Mm. It, the, the meaning of insanity is to keep doing the things that hurt us over and over and over and get the same result. So so wait, Maria,
3: w- one more time, because I love your idea. What What's the sign you said? Maria, oh,
8: what's the When this, you see a video of, of a of, a, of an african-american on an african-american crime on on on, on another mm-hmm. fellow brother african-american how about telling them black lives do matter so mm-hmm. you see this whole black lives matter it's i'm not saying there is uh there is no justification for what the meaning of it is i'm just saying that it has been taken to a political level that it's only feasible to those who are getting richer on it how about yeah? When we see those videos of of a black criminal hurting another black youth or an elderly, how about we tell them black lives do matter, or do they really matter? It it doesn't apply to them, does it?
3: No, I I, I Maria, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. What you just said, um, it makes it makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense, and and I really uh, appreciate your call. Thank you very much. We are taking your telephone calls, 800-848-WABC, 800 Dominic Carter here with you, Talk Radio 77 WABC, Connecticut, and Tricia. Good morning, Tricia. What's on your mind?
9: Good morning, Dominic. I agree totally with the woman whose husband was killed that Black Lives Matter is responsible and is a terrorist organization. The founders admit that they are trained Marxists, which they are proud of, and they um, declare that their one of their aims is to destroy the family, which is the foundation unit of society. And it used to be how we had a civil society until we started – Disrespecting the rule of law and police officers
3: and trisha let, Trisha let's think about that. Why would anybody in their right mind want to destroy the nuclear family structure unit why why would you want to do that
9: why well so- they they have evil intent they have to have evil intent to do that they they want chaos and they want to radicalized everything, and they're in in league with Marxists and anarchists.
3: Well, I I appreciate your call, Tricia, and um, anyone that listens to this program knows that I am not a fan of Black Lives Matter because everybody has a right to protest, but you're not going to sell me the Brooklyn Bridge. You're not going to do it, and it was a scam, a shakedown from day one. Period. And then ask yourself, why aren't the leaders of Black Lives Matter locked up and facing federal charges? Why? Because they run game, to use the term that the kids use, they run game to the Democrats about turning out the vote, and the Democrats look the other way. They look the other way. As long as you say that you can turn out the Democratic vote and it's going to continue to vote Democratic, it doesn't matter whether or not it's good for the community. The only thing that matters is a quid pro quo. It really is that simple, folks. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Let's go to... To Susan in Brooklyn. Good morning, Susan. What's on your mind?
2: Okay. Well, it was great talking to you last hour. That was a wonderful show you had on with Andrew Giuliani and uh, Governor Patterson. And, of course, you were the glue always. You've well, always thank keep you. everything together. Uh, it was wonderful. But I want to say, speaking of Black Lives Matter, the other very destructive thing that they are um, against are, are charter schools. The, they want they are against any kind of private school because they want the public school with the brainwashing and destruction of uh and, and just being more divisive in their um you know these critical race theory and uh it, it, that that's just destructive for everyone but um so education reform you know you look at the success academy there in Harlem. How, how amazing. Now, those children, they are picked through a lottery. They did not get, a, you know, any testing. Uh, not like the, you know, the elite schools, which are great. I'm not saying anything against, you know, the, the, um, uh, the, the schools, you know, that, that have the testing, but it just shows that when children, when they take away a lot of the, the union work rules, that's what charter schools, they're public schools. But when the, when they have less of the mandates from also the the, the federal government puts a lot of mandates because a failing school will get uh, federal money, but then the mandates tie the hands more and keep the worst schools where uh, the minorities are, you know, uh, a higher percentage. Th- that you know, this has got to all be explained to. The electorate, the the people who are running for office, be it Democrat, Republican, we the, and and many, most of the people in the communities know it. They just need to see a path out, and who I don't care what party it is will articulate it.
3: Well, well, well said, Susan. Um, I, you know, I I I support. Uh, public school teachers, but let me be very clear. And I support public school teachers because without them, I wouldn't be in front of this microphone right now. It really is that simple, Susan. But with that said, I don't understand how anyone in their right mind, particularly if you are a person of color, could be against charter schools. You're almost, almost as much as one possibly can, you're almost guaranteed a decent, good education for your child where they will go to college. And the establishment, thank you for the call, Susan, tries to block it at every turn. Ask yourself why and answer the question yourself. Dominic Carter, Talk Radio 77, WABC. We will be right back. When we do so, we're going to Maine, New Jersey, Long Island, Brooklyn, and the Catskills.
1: Talk Radio 77, WABC. They say this is a big rich town. I just come from the Poet's part.
3: City
1: life, I gotta make it. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC.
3: We are going right back to your telephone calls. First, the election headlines. Congressman Jerry Nadler has emerged victorious, uh, defeating longtime member of Congress Carolyn Maloney by more than a two-to-one margin. The other headline that stands out in the 10th, Congressional District. Dan Goldman, former federal prosecutor, is up by about 1,300 votes in that contest. It was a lot closer than expected after Goldman spent more than $4,000 of his own money. We are also discussing the situation as it relates to the wife of a slain officer in St. Louis, a captain is calling Black Lives Matter a terrorist organization and is also critical of the vice president for raising money to bail people out that took part in the protests. Let's go right back to your telephone calls, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Jacqueline in Brooklyn, good morning. What's on your mind? Good
0: morning, Dominic. Um, Before I make my statement, I have to ask you a question because I've not seen anything on the news about this. The widow of this uh, slain police officer from St. Louis, is she also African-American?
3: You know what? That's a great question. Uh, When you look at the photo initially, she appears to be white. But then I've also seen some other pictures of her, and there are some women of color that, uh, almost as white as as anyone else that happens to be white. So I don't know the answer, Jacqueline. Uh, it looks okay. like she could be white. It looks like she may be a very, very uh, light-skinned uh, woman of color.
0: Okay, well, I hope she is a woman of color because um, I, she's still working from what I understand, correct? She's a, a police officer currently?
3: I'm not sure about that, but I will check it out.
0: Okay, well, anyway, uh, I hope she is African-American, and I think just like uh, another very intelligent African-American woman that you've had on your program, uh, Jackie Rowe Adams, we need to have women like that, not just women, but more African-American people that are of that mindset, that are outspoken, run for political office. And hopefully educate other people and inform them, and maybe a little at a time. Uh, hopefully sooner rather than later, they can educate uh, people in the community to wake up and vote for people who are going to have their best interest at heart rather than their own and their ludicrous criminal organizations. Didn't his life matter?
3: It it should have mattered, but 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 Jacqueline you know you 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 you're, you're, you're fighting an uphill battle you're saying everything that's correct but sometimes people just don't want to hear the truth to be honest with you sometimes people just want to be permanent victims and and you know i i i couldn't live life that way
0: i don't I, understand that i i really don't understand that taking taking your life in your hands and when, with so many um, people in the communities have been victims and victimized, like you were talking about the other night in that apartment complex, with the elderly people. I mean, I don't understand how do these people not vote and how are they not outspoken and how do they not talk to their friends and their neighbors and people in the community and associations if they belong to senior centers to try and say, hey, the only way that things are going to change in our community is if we change those that are in political office positions. They have to start caring about us, Jacqueline, not about themselves.
3: You you know how you wake them up? This is I'd how love you do.
0: To
3: know. It. You you cut off their welfare checks. That'll wake them up. That'll wake yeah. them up. Because I'm the sure but, they're
0: not all getting welfare. They,
3: they're not. They're not. But 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 here's the point. And here's the point that I that I don't understand. Um, if I don't work, I don't eat. If you don't work, you don't eat. No, but a lot of these elderly people,
0: they have been working, just like this officer that was killed. He worked hard all his life. His wife, uh, you know, they worked hard. Why should they be victimized because of the stupidity and the ignorance of the people in the community around them? I, I, you, like you say, it may certainly be an uphill battle, but I think it, it's a battle that has to start. You have to start somewhere, and one person at a time, that's how you make change and you affect change.
3: You know, that that's also what I was going to say, but I thank you very much, Jacqueline, for stating that uh, I call it a little, uh, a little uh, different. And, and the way I deal with that is each one teach one, but it amounts to the same thing. I thank you for the comment. Let's go from Brooklyn to Maine. Let's say good morning to Frank Frank. You're on talk radio 77 WABC.
10: ABC. Uh, good morning, Dominic. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, Dominic. I believe the woman Mrs. Dawn is uh Caucasian. I believe she is white. Okay. All um, right. But
3: I and, I mean some of the video, some of the uh pictures I've seen of her she 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 may be Okay, but go ahead. Go
10: ahead. But I uh, um but I can I I totally agree from what she what she's saying. I totally I'm totally with her with everything she said. She is totally correct. Uh but I can imagine the response of of the Black Lives Matter movement, saying that she she married an African American man because because she knew they, they you know she had to be better you know she wanted to be a better person and she wanted to be with the cause. I could just see the response uh, from them how how disgusting and low life it's going to be. And the sad part is that that people will go on their side as opposed to going to mrs dawn because mrs dawn and mr dawn the late mr dawn who's seen the disgusting stuff in the trenches in st louis um will be will be verified as just cops and not as people not as not as a couple but as as people who are who are, who are just cops and they don't matter um, I could just see the response, and that's all I wanted to say, Dominic. Well, Have a good Frank, night.
3: thank you for the call. So the the suspect, the suspect in this case, um, a Stephen Cannon, allegedly shot the retired Captain David Dawn in the chest and left him to bleed, left him to bleed, bleed out, I should say, according to his widow, widow Ann Dorn, And he bled out on the sidewalk and a third person who live streamed the entire incident. That should tell you about the intelligence of the type of people involved in something like this. Duh. When you live stream something like this, you are now going to be charged. So This person live-streamed it, one of the many people who watched his murder unfold. And one of the people that actually seen it was his eldest grandson. So this um, young man, I say that sarcastically, was found guilty of first-degree murder in the police captain's uh, death. And he happened to be African-American. So let's go... uh, Let's go back to the telephone calls. Let's go to to Jim on the Upper East Side. Good morning, Jim. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Dominic? Yes, Jim.
7: I, oh, I was just going to call. I was listening to uh, James Golden show today, and that woman from St. Louis was on.
3: She's black. Okay. Okay, so she is yeah, black. To, that that yes. That's what I thought. I, that's what I thought.
11: Yeah, yeah.
4: Yeah, he uh the, the, she was interviewed by uh
3: Bo Sturley today on the on the on the show. Okay. I just wanted to call to let you know. Okay, well well thank you. I, I appreciate that, Jim. You know, again, you know, I I would have never made an issue out of it. But she she looks white. Uh I have I have not seen video of her, but looking at the picture, she has features that African American women have, and that's why I said that I believe she was African-American, but I'm not exactly sure. But at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter, period. Her husband is gone. Let's go to Sandra in West Virginia. Good morning, Sandra. Sandra, you're on Talk Radio 77, WABC. Uh,
11: Hi, good morning. Sorry. Um, I'm originally from the Bronx, but driving through this beautiful country, West Virginia. It it is beautiful,
3: Um, and when you're driving through it, I love the smell. But go ahead.
11: Yeah. It's great, it's great. We just dropped off our kid at college, and we're just driving right through, you know, all so, the states: so wait so,
10: so, so
3: wait, amazing. Sandra. Wait, 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 wait. So is this your it's first beautiful. child that you dropped off to college? First,
11: first child. Yes. Okay. So,
3: child. so, 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 so when I remember when my daughter went up to Syracuse University and my wife was looking at me like he's going to crack and cry like a baby and my daughter was like go home get out get out <laughs> and i'm like i'm like oh no, no because this means that the boys are going to be here 3 minutes after i leave so so did did you crack or did your family members crack and get emotional uh we were
11: emotional but our our kid was like get out of here <laughs> right
3: right right so
11: it's i i was funny. able to it was hold funny.
3: it until i got in the car And that's, that, that's when, um, but I, but as a father, I was always like, I was also like, whoa, 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 you're rushing me out. no, 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 no. (laughs) Because you, you you know, Sandra, I, I, when you got a daughter, right. When you have a daughter, when you're, when you're home, you, you, you know, I had a rule. Right. And, and and yes, some of you yep. folks will say this is sexist. OK, I'll, I'll admit it on the front side. But the rule was no, 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 no. We don't close any doors around here, especially <laughs> when you have company. And no, boys are not allowed in your room. Dad, that, that, that's so unfair. That's what I had to listen to. It's so unfair. So unfair. And so yeah,
11: it is unfair. Oh, oh anyway, I just wanted to make a <laughs> comment. About- Go ahead
9: go ahead i just want
11: to, sorry i just wanted to make a comment about black lives matter actually i am originally from croatia that was under the communism we were for a long time we were formerly yugoslavia so um about black lives matter how does this connect is actually um they are are marxists they are communists because uh they draw they're sponsored by chinese communist party and they draw their um originally they're sponsored by them so all their theories all their principles uh you know the bedrock of america has been um god family country and that has been destroyed and it's been destroyed within so um the chinese communist party is taking a role is making a big part of it so um i truly believe this and maybe a lot of your listeners don't but you know, once you live in communism you just recognize it. You see what's going on and you see um what's happening. So it's just kind of like a template. And um anyway, you may disagree, but um that's just what I believe and I think um that's what's happening.
3: Well um I, you know? I I appreciate your call and, and I'm uh, <laughs> I, I, I hope you're I hope you're enjoying passing through uh West Virginia. Thank you for the call, Sandra. It is. And, and it it, it yeah, is it is beautiful. beautiful thank thank you very much i do need to make a small correction uh, thanks to my buddy ob murray political consultant i said earlier referring to mr goldman spending money on his campaign i said 4000 when i actually meant 4 million 4 million so a correction a correction and as you can hear my voice is starting to give on me we are going to take a break when we come back when we come back we will have our Dominic Carter Care segment, an update on the horse, the horse that fell out uh, out in full public, and and this story ends with a good ending. I will be right back, and also uh, Frank Morano will be coming up at one a.m. Frank Morano and the Other Side of Midnight, the Chronicles of Dominic Carter, coming up in just a moment.
1: WABC. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC.
3: You may recall, folks, I told you about the beaten, malnourished uh, New York City carriage horse uh, where he fell out in the middle of uh, Midtown. Well, that horse is now retired to a farm upstate after collapsing the carriage horse that collapsed on a busy Manhattan street after being flogged by the driver earlier this month is now enjoying retirement on an upstate farm. That's according to officials. And so the horse was found to be, um, you know, it didn't have the, the proper health. And suffered from a neurological disorder uh, after that infamous incident, but this story at least is what we have what we are told now ends with a happy ending because the horse was apparently too old for the carriage industry when the animal was purchased, and so it looks like this things are going to work out for this horse and if that's the, indeed the case, bravo. Let's go back to the telephone calls. Coming up at 1 a.m. this morning, Frank Morano and the other side of midnight. Let's go to John in Freehold, New Jersey. Good morning, John. What's on your mind?
11: Hey, good morning, Dominic. Um, I was going to ask, uh, is it possible, uh, since nothing really gets changed in the political world, can, can we as the people of this country, can we just all go on strike? Like the entire country, and just refuse to pay taxes, refuse to do anything until um, you know the government comes to their senses and actually does stuff for us.
3: Well, uh, someone we say that again. I said, don't we have the power? Like, we we know. always have the power if, if we're we willing to act. If, if we're willing to act on it, that's the problem. Most of the time. Um, We've reached the stage, John, where people just go along to get along. nobody wants to rock the boat, but I have found all across America that one person can change the entire world all it takes is that one person to give something a spark and it can change the entire world now i don't I don't anticipate that happening uh, in terms of what you just said and int- a strike throughout the entire country and not paying taxes and so on. But, but, but I hear you on the idea. Thank you, John, for the call. Let's go to the Catskills. Let's say good morning to Chris. Chris, you're on talk radio 77 WABC.
6: Hey, Dominic. I was at the Pat Ryan, uh, victory party, so to speak. Um, So he pulled off a nice victory. Uh, I saw it coming a little bit. I tell you, when I went into the room earlier, I felt the energy. I felt he was going to pull it off. He had a better ground game. He's got more experienced people around him uh, than what Mark Molinaro does. And I was thinking about it. Molinaro was in way over his head running for governor. He should have never run for governor, but he did. Mm Mm-hmm. And you know, he took one for the team for the Republicans, so to speak. But he never really had a tough election in his life. The the seven field primary that Pat Ryan was in, those men and that one woman went around for months and months and months around the district. And then Pat Ryan got second place. But he, you know, he started his own pack. And when Mike Hine, who was Ulster County executive after ten years, announced he was leaving for a job in New York State. Uh, Pat Ryan, he he navigated and won internally, and he got himself a second shot. But now he's in, he won the, the primary in District 18 with 87 percent of the vote. So now he's going to be an incumbent congressman uh, running in District 8, the new District 18, which is going to be Dutchess County. And now Molinaro has to move out of Dutchess County in order to run in Columbia County and just a few towns in Ulster County uh, in November. I think Molinaro is going to probably win. The Democratic candidate isn't that strong, but uh,
2: we,
3: we, it, it we, we will be see. We, we will see. Thank you for the call, Chris. The, the game of musical chairs and politics uh, continues. It's going to be interesting to see that was one of the special elections that Chris and the Catskills was referring to. Let's go to Yonkers. Let's say good morning to Mike. Mike, what's on your mind?
7: Hi. Um, this is about the uh, Alessandro, uh, Alessandra uh, Biagi. Yes. Uh, she was her, my state senator. Okay. And um, she, you know, I've been dogging her for over four years, asking her what is she going to do? for the area of Woodlawn. She never responded. The only time she floated in was to hand out awards at only women's groups. And then, when she started running for Congress, all all her postings and everything in Westchester, she was totally surrounded by white people. And she just abandoned everybody that she used to represent. And she was really a do-nothing state senator. She was living off
3: her grandfather's. Oh, okay, name. okay, wait, Mike. So what's the point? What what what's the point? You're trying to articulate I, I, to me right now. You're not a fan. You're not. A, no, no, I don't have all day to listen to you complaining.
7: Here it is. If you don't serve the people, okay, you're not. You, you're going to get kicked out of politics. You have to serve the people. But that's that not got true. Into politics.
3: That's not true. And, and here's why, Mike. I agree with you in theory. I wish it were that case. What about AOC? She's done nothing for her district. Nothing. Well, in, in this district,
7: you had you had a few Republicans, and, you know, Mr. Biagi was one, and people loved them because he was here and he served the people. He didn't disappear. And, you know, her staff quit on her. Her her manager of her campaign quit on her. She had staff people talking about okay. her. Mike, Mike was, I, I get it. I, I get it. You're, you're,
3: I get it. You're, you're not a fan. I get it. I get it. You're not a fan of—, of, uh, of- of um the now the the now lost candidate tonight i get it i understand dominic carter here with you talk radio 77 wabc let's go to joe in new jersey good morning joe what's on your mind good morning dominic Good
7: morning. Um, Go ahead, please. um, This is very important. I hope you see it. This is the spark to get
3: things going. I hope you understand it. Okay, Joe, please, please go ahead. I'm going to tell you right now. Prayer
7: Breakfast, Ben Carson. Can you promote that on your program?
3: No. Thank you for the call. Let's go to John in Brooklyn. Good morning, John. What's on your mind? John, are you with me? Okay, John's not there. Dominic Carter here, Talk Radio 77 WABC. Coming up at the top of the hour, Frank Morano, the other side of midnight. And the reason why I said that, folks, um, you're going to go through a million preconditions to ask me then, am I going to promote something that Ben Carson is going to do? So the answer is no. The answer is absolutely no. We are taking your calls until the top of the hour, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Let's go to line one. Good morning, John in Brooklyn. We have you back now. What's on your mind?
6: What you didn't mention is that Captain Dorn strongly opposed Black Lives Matter, and this is what his widow said. He didn't understand why they were so anti-police. And uh, I agree with a couple of the callers. I think of them as a communist terrorist group.
3: They are. They are, John. I mean, it it really is. It really is that simple. I mean, they're the Maoist Red Guards. And and I thank you for the call. I don't understand how anyone could be conned into falling for the game that they were running. I, I just don't get it. With me right now, Frank Marano, the other side of Midnight. Good morning to you, sir. Hello,
1: Dominic, the marathon man. Oh, boy. boy. You're going oh, around boy. the clock.
3: <laughs> You've done a yeoman's <laughs> job tonight, my friend. Hey, hey tell Curtis Lee why he can keep that marathon. <laughs> oh, you, you don't know. want
1: to do 15 hours of content no, this weekend?
3: No, I, I don't think my voice can hold out that uh, yeah, long.
1: You, you know, what, honestly, when you do four or five hours in addition to your normal shift, it really does give you an, an, uh, an appreciation for how impressive Curtis this really is honestly when he's able to do that
3: absolutely absolutely because he sits here and he just does these shows and boom 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 boom, right. boom 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 and I'm like, what, what are you doing? Are, are you going to go to sleep? No, I'll sleep, sleep when, when I I'm die. Dead. Yes, right. That's true.
1: <laughs> What do you have coming up this morning? Uh, well, we're going to continue to analyze some of these primary results from New York and around the country. Certainly the, uh, the Florida election is quite interesting, and it looks like we're going to see Charlie Crist r- up against Ron DeSantis now. So we'll see where that goes. We'll take people's calls, questions, if they have comments about the local results. Um, we'll get into what happened in some of the, in the special election with Mark Molinaro and whether this is a bellwether of uh, things to come for the general election. I heard what uh, Andrew Giuliani said to you earlier, which is that Mark Molinaro special election, which I actually thought he was going to win, the fact that the Democrats won that seat, that's a very good sign for the Democrats. Now, um, who knows if that's true, but that was an interesting take by uh, Andrew Giuliani, and uh, we'll see where that goes. Now, in addition to that, um, we're going to talk with the NPR education reporter, Anya Kamenetz. She's author of this new book called The Stolen Year, How COVID Changed Children's Lives and Where We Go Now. The more research we delve into this year of COVID, the more that we're learning that children were robbed, not just of a year of their lives, but of all sorts of educational opportunities, of uh, healthcare opportunities, growing and development opportunities. It was a disaster for parents and the people that were hurt most won't surprise anybody. Poor poor parents and poorer children, they were the ones that took it on the chin the most. So we're going to get into this. She's got a thoroughly researched book on this. And very excited to uh, be joined by our colleague, the most famous DJ probably in the history of radio, Cousin Brucie, who people can hear every Saturday night on WABC. He's going to join me. We're going to talk about radio. We're going to talk about music and fun stuff. So uh, I'm looking forward to both discussions.
3: Another great show. Hope so. Starting in just two minutes, That's let's right. let's go back to the phone calls. Let's go to Sue in Putnam County. Good morning, Sue. You're talking to Frank Marano and Dominic Carter.
2: Hi. I'm very uh, honored to be speaking to you. I'm uh, an NYPD line-of-duty widow, and I've been an advocate for uh, police families. Um, I just wanted to say uh, Alessandra Biaggi, of course, her grandfather was Mario Biaggi, mm-hmm. who did more for line-of-duty families. Than anybody in our entire country, uh, so she called to defund the police. I don't understand why she thinks the way she does, knowing the legacy that her grandfather left. Okay,
8: so fair
3: enough, fair enough, fair enough. Well, okay? Sue, Sue, I, I I appreciate your call, and for line of duty families, we have always got to never forget. And stand by them. And so we thank you, Frank and I, for the call. Do you have anything to add to that, Uh, Frank?
1: Thank you, Sue, for your husband's uh, sacrifice and your family's sacrifice as well.
3: Absolutely. So, folks, you want to keep it right there. You want to keep it right there. Frank Marano, the other side of midnight, is coming up right now here on Talk Radio 77 WABC. I'm going to get some rest. I'll be back in 24 hours. I will see you then. But, folks, trust me. Trust me on this one. Keep it right there. Frank Marano, The Other Side of Midnight starts right now.